Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast, where we talk about all genres of rock and alternatives. So sit back, relax, have a drink, and enjoy the Freeform Rock Podcast. Hi, welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Today we have a special guest on here who's been on here before. Say hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. <laughs> oh, I mean, Lee, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm Lee. Hey, how are you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Lee? And for you guys who don't know, it's Lee Gershman. Yeah, um, Lee Gershman. Yeah, I hear he's pretty good. Actually, yeah, you know, uh, just kidding. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing not bad. Oh, you know, cool. thank you for letting me come on and doing your show. Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate that. Right on. I kind of blow it when I do it by myself. I, it's like really short and to the point and gone. <laughs> I'm like. The only reason why I, I don't do any on my cheese and shaving cream podcast on my own is because I could be like, okay, an album by Kiss. The album is rock and roll over. I like all of the songs. Thank you. <laughs> See you next time, you know? That's <laughs> funny. Like that. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the Grammys last night? Um, I did not because I actually didn't know until it was too late that they were on but I did see the Metallica thing with Lady Gaga and I will look at some of the Grammys but the thing is part of why I don't watch the Grammys is because I still feel a sting from when it was 1980 and it was best album of the year and it was between Pink Floyd's The Wall and Christopher Cross. <laughs> and Christopher Cross won. And I was so heartbroken that I I felt as bad as when Reagan became president. I thought, what's this country coming to? I thought, what's this music coming to? So once in a while, I'll see the Grammys, but... I remember one time um, there was like new artists, best new artists. There was Tony Childs, she won. And then the other two were Melissa Etheridge and Shanae O'Connor. And, you and everybody remembers Melissa Etheridge and Shanae O'Connor. Who has heard of Tony Childs now? But the she's the one who won. So I'm like, the Grammys are like, the idiot in a box ease yeah, that's, instead of Grammys. When you win Best New Artist, I expect not to hear from you anymore. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or, or you actually got caught lip-singing Millie Vanilli. Um, yes. In fact, yeah, oh my god. Um, um, in fact, when I saw the, um, the Lady Gaga and Metallica thing, I thought to myself, it was only just better then that Mariah Carey thing, when I saw that, I was like, oh, my word. Yeah. What best, else can go wrong? Yeah, the best know? new artist won last night with some rapper or whatever his name is. I, I don't think we'll see him anymore. It's the curse. Who was best Christmas new artist? rapper. Who was the, ba the best new artist last year? Uh, I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. When, when someone says rap, unless it's LL Cool J... I'm not even going to pay attention. Okay. I'm like, 
best new artist rap okay Christmas rapping move onward oh, it's that's like, how I feel it's like when uh, they introduced the heavy metal category the first year and when it was televised now it's off air uh, they gave it to Jethro Tull over Metallica and Guns N' Roses so I think the Grammys are pretty yeah. clueless <laughs> yeah I mean personally I like <laughs> I I actually like Jethro Tull more than those groups but they're not heavy metal. I mean, they're they're maybe prog rock and folk rock, but they're not heavy metal. You know, they they it, it would be like saying, um, I don't know, like like saying Carly Simon is the best new hip hop artist. It's yeah. like, are you that dumb? You know? Yeah, they're really dumb. And this year they nominated <laughs> uh, Metallica in the. Uh rock category and they didn't get nominated in the best heavy metal cat in you know heavy metal album category which megadeth won so they got that right this year <laughs> oh that's good that's yeah. good i do like megadeth better than metallica but i will give credit where credit's due and say i do like metallica's new album better than megadeth's new album but overall, I'm always a Megadeth fan over Metallica. But yeah. that's just because of the songs. But yeah, it's it's like, maybe I'll watch next year just because I want something to make me feel like I'm on an acid trip and <laughs> I don't need acid, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. I like the Bruno Mars tribute to Prince. I thought that was pretty badass. And the, uh, oh. and the time came out and played. They did Jungle Love and the Bird, which they they still got it, man. Funny watching Jer cool. Jerome Nair still with the mirror and putting it up to Morris's uh, face, you know. Right on. <laughs> yeah, I I, I kind of dug the the time, and even though I'm not gonna go out and buy a Bruno Mars CD, I I saw him perform, and yeah, he he has something going. If if he was around and it was a free concert, or I got tickets to see him, and it was close. Hey, I'd, I'd check it out. Well, he could also play multiple instruments. I remember when he did the Super Bowl show, he came out playing the drums, and then last oh. night during the Prince thing, he was playing lead guitar. Wow. Um, yeah, so this guy's a multi-instruments mentalist like Prince. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to. Um, I'm not going to down him now. You know, I'm. I'm I'll, I'll listen to some of him. You know, he's he's kind of cool. Yeah, I like him. I, I like the, the song he did with Mark Ronson, Uptown Funk, was pretty good. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do like some of his stuff. Yeah. He, he's good. I, I have no problem with Bruno Mars. He's talented. Like, I have no problem with Lady Gaga. She writes her own shit. She does her stuff. You know, I only have problems with people who lip-sing on stage, Britney Spears, and who don't write their own music. You know, get off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I was listening to a CD of Lady Gaga and the thing that bothered me was I was listening to it on headphones and it was on a CD player and the mix was so it was harsh on my ears and so it was hard for me to listen to it but I'll, I'll take a chance on her I, I finally heard on Spotify I heard some of her stuff on a better mix and I thought oh my god this actually sounds a little bit like the kind of stuff that I would write, 
and and I'm thinking, does that mean I could produce a Lady Gaga album? Not that she's gonna, you know, pay any attention to me, but yeah, I'd work with her in any capacity. <laughs> you should send her tweet one of your songs to her. <laughs> I, I, I forget whether I already did, but but I'm, yeah, I'll tweet her a song or two. Cool. Well, today we're gonna do a. a... Boston's third album and their last good album in my mind because the other ones are trash. Um, mm. uh, this is, I think, this is my favorite Boston album. I just, I just like the fill and the, the tracks on it. The other, this album isn't overplayed like the first two were to me. So I, I think that's probably why I like it. It was released mm. in September 23rd, 1986, and it took them six years to make it. But in that time, Tom was going through a, a record company change, trying to get out of his contract with Epic, and he uh, took Boston to MCA. And uh, he's having problems with floods and stuff in his house. But this guy is a total perfectionist, and he he was mad that Epic made him rush. Uh, don't look back. They wanted it out two years later. He was still working on it, and he got pissed. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, he didn't want it. He wasn't finished with it. So I wonder what "Don't Look Back" would have looked like if he had six years to make it. <laughs> I act well. I mean, when I when I had the first Boston album, well, I had a neighbor named Guy Covington, and um, he had the first Boston album. And he played it for me loud, and I was really, really impressed. And then I bought it, and it was great. And then, like everyone in my neighborhood back then, we were all, like, clamoring for where's the next Boston album. And with most groups, you know, if it's six months or maybe even a year, you're like, okay, we can wait. But two years was a really, really long time. And we were like, what's happened? So I guess the record company was thinking us fans were really clamoring to hear New Boston. And then when I had the next Boston album, I wasn't as impressed. So I'm thinking, yeah, <laughs> um, I, I would have been okay with them coming out with it later if it were better that's me yeah well let's get into this fine album this is um actually this album is the first cd formatted album to be certified gold by the riaa and it's it was also certified gold in the lp format making it what is believed to be the first album certified in both these formats and all the album was certified four times platinum that's cool. And before we get into this album, it's the first to feature electronic drum samples, and the first hmm. to feature songs not written by either Schultz or Delp. And they were missing three original members, Barry Gordos, Sib Hassan, and Fran Sheenan. And they brought back original drummer John Masita, who played on demos and then made the bulk of the first Boston album. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there was no orchestra sounds or synthesizers were used on the album. And that, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> I like the way they use the Hammond B3, man. It sounds like it's... Yeah, yeah. that's that's what you did in the old days. You used, like, like Edgar Winters, Frankenstein, and, and stuff like that. 
you used a synthesizer and you played it. Yeah, but the disc, they don't have some, they have, in 86, you know, they had great synthesizers back then in the 80s, so. Oh, yeah. For them not to use it was kind of cool. And then on yeah. the, I, I broke, I just got this on LP, so I, on the back of it, it's a beautiful gatefold, man. Like wow, it. yeah. And it's. I, I, I got it first on, uh, I mean, the only time I ever got it was on album. Yeah. And then it says on the back of the of the record, it says it took nearly six years to conceive and complete this album. No orchestra, orchestral instruments, or synthesizers were used to create the sounds. Each individual piece of music relates to a human experience, and together they tell the story of life's of a journey into life's third stage. Oh yeah, that that sounds like well, it's been a long time since I had the album, but. That sounds familiar. Yeah. And then we get into the number one single off this album, Amanda. What do you think of this song? Okay. Um, before I begin, I will say this album is mixed to me. So if some songs I say are good and others aren't, don't worry. Because I will say some are good and some aren't. But this... It reminds me a little bit of Elton John's Somebody Save My Life Tonight. To me, if Velveeta Cheese is cheddar, but cheddar light, this is Boston light. It's, um, it's trying for the, um, it's, it's, it's like trying to be like the, the first song. To have the same impact like more than a feeling but but to me it's like more than a feeling I liked better as as a song like this seems more like more than a feeling junior I'm not saying that it's horrible I mean the whole album spoiler alert I can I can comfortably sit through but for my judgment this song to me um, disappointed me as a first song off of off of the third album. Yeah, I like it. It's very catchy. It gets in your head, you know. Gonna take you by surprise and make you realize, Amanda. It's very catchy lyrics, and 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 I don't think Boston was like catchy. You know, more than a feeling wasn't that catchy. You know, and this one is oh. like this one is like power pop for Boston to me like you were saying <laughs> um yeah yeah no I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you I'm just I'm just saying um yeah I mean well you already heard what I said yeah. so yeah I, I like the song but it's not one of my favorites off this album and then we get into uh track number two we're ready what do you think of this one well this is better it's a little bit inferior to peace of mind from the first album and it sounds a little bit like don't look back from the second album but but i can kind of dig it it's it's like it's a little bit better it's like it's still um spoiler alert there's other songs that I like a lot better off of here, which I will talk about, but 
it's it's still it's like when they're saying we're ready it's like we're ready but we haven't come full tilt yet like to me it's it's okay but they're but it's not it's still it's not one of the better songs in my opinion i like the song i like the beginning of the song where it has a little guitar go da, 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 da. I love how Brad Delp harmonizes with himself. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's all it, there's no nobody else sings on this album. It's all Brad. All his voices are intertwined with his own voice, which is awesome. You know, I do like that. Yeah, I think he's always done that in Boston. It's sad that we lost Brad to suicide, man. That was terrible. It's like I was looking online to see what reason he had, yeah. and I couldn't find it, but. You know, uh, to me, that's kind of a bummer because it's like, I mean, people, when they, you know, kill themselves, it's like, it's it's a bummer. But I mean, at least if someone, like, I'll just say real quickly, Bob Welch, he he was like, um, like physically incapacitated, and he didn't want his wife to have to look over him all those years so he killed himself to to help her not have to take care of him so at least he had a reason not that any reason's a good reason but with Brad Delp I couldn't find any I couldn't find anything except someone said he was depressed but it's like why didn't someone talk to him you know, I mean, I mean, to me, it's it's horrible. You know, yeah. you know, um, no matter how bad life is, you know, at least continue on. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. I heard he was depressed too, and he made some other albums uh, with uh, some other people. I think it was RTZ or something. Oh yeah, no. I haven't heard them, but I've heard of them. They were really good. I think it was a couple albums he made with them. But okay. I, I like this song. We're ready. It tells me, hey, the band just played Amanda. Now they're gonna say, hey, we're gonna rock it out now. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. We're well, gonna... to me, yeah. Okay, I'll wait for you to rock out. That's <laughs> how I feel. But but it's all good. Yeah, I love We're Ready, and then we get into the instrumental, kind of like foreplay to um, a more than a feeling uh, to uh, cool the engines. What do you think about the launch? Oh yeah. Um, I thought to myself like this is just like the I I don't know if it was called the journey from don't look back it, it, it was the song before another one off of don't look back it was like the the second song off of don't look back it was like I think it was called the journey it sounds like that it's a little bit better but not much and I could hear it working on Kiss's music from the Elder album, <laughs> and and as it continued, I I actually did like it better. It to me, this song is the closest thing to real prog rock. Yeah, I I agree. It comes into to A B C A B C A is the countdown, B is ignition, and C is third stage separation. And then after the third stage separation, we get into track number four, The Rocker, Cool the Engines. What do you think of this one? Okay, well, um, this, um, to me, 
this equates to a cheesy journey song. If this is meant to be the heavy rocker here, the album's in trouble. <laughs> but but it does get better as it goes along, in fact, towards the three-quarter mark. I actually got to where I liked it. So it, it started out a little bit ho-hum, but as it continued, I, I, I finally dug it. So it, it, it is... It is an okay song. Yeah, I, I at like least that. three quarters of it. I mean, one quarter of it. I like it when they go into the bridge. He goes, and now we're on our way. You know, and then the yeah. guitar, the guitar solo is freaking awesome by Schultz on here. I love it. I love oh, this yeah. song. You know, Boston's not never been really heavy rock. You know, they've been kind of eight. You know, album oriented rock. They, I don't, I don't think they're hard rock. I think they're just classic rock. You know, they're not okay. hard. Um, um, one thing, I mean, I'm, I'm just curious, um, did you hear them when the first Boston album came out, or, um, I'm, I'm just curious. Because, I have the first um, Boston on CD and, uh, vinyl. Yeah, yeah, because, um, for me, when, when it, I, I was just a little kid when it first came out, but, like, yeah, when, when I heard more than a feeling on the radio, on the radio I didn't like it, but then when I heard it on the album, I liked it a lot more, and then when I heard... When my friend Guy Covington played it on the album, he played it loud, and then it was like, to me, that album, the only the only album that to me matched its intensity as far as excitement was Physical Graffiti by Led Zeppelin. I thought Boston's album was the hot thing. Yeah, that know? first Boston album, nobody could touch that one with a 10-foot pole, oh, man. Oh, absolutely absolutely it's like smoking you have to be there and it's like it was just i played that thing really loud and my parents were like oh my god you're playing this loud but they didn't tell me to shut it off they must have thought it was sounding good <laughs> nice cool parents man yeah i, I like yeah that. i like this song cool engines i like i already said i just I like it how it has a little it changes and Tom Schultz's solo in there. The drums are pretty steady. I, I like it a lot. And then we'll, right. get, we'll get into uh, another ballad called My Destination. What do you think of this one? Okay, well, to me, this to me sounds exactly like the song Amanda, but, but with different lyrics. But I do like this better. This is kind of like saying, okay... We're improving on Amanda, but with with a different lyric. But but the melody lines seem to be exactly the same. But I do like my destination better. Yeah, it's a great song. I like it. There's no acoustic guitar in it, and when the, yeah. when the electric comes in, it's really melodic. I like it. I like. The oh way yeah. I, uh, Tom Schultz harmonizes with himself on guitar too. You hear a lot of samples and stuff going on. Okay. Great song. I yeah. like it. And I like it. The guitar comes in and you hear that. Dun, 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 like there's two leads. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. I love oh, it. Oh, wow. MIT graduate. You know that Tom Schultz. He graduated from MIT. I think he invented the fuzz box. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah um, he, he did more than I did. I just, I just drank a cup of coffee and was glad I could do it. <laughs> you know, he, he, he got a whole degree. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like this song. It's very melodic, and I like the way Brad's voice will go up high towards the end. You know. Oh yeah. And the drums go louder with it. It's just they're, they're playing really well. They're basically playing with themselves. You know. <laughs> so. Um, like like I have done recently. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of course you have. <laughs> and then we get into a new world instrumental. What do you think of this one? Okay, spoiler alert. This is where, um, not that I want to spoil anything, but this is where I'm giving more thumbs up than thumbs down to things. Um, I liked it. Um, the thing is, it was way too short. It it was like just a really really quick thing but i i really loved it i thought it was great yeah i like it a lot it's really good it was written by uh, jim masada sita he wrote it yeah um, the drummer wrote it <laughs> yeah yeah he, he they they should have given him a little bit more yeah. like time you they know should have but well, they had yeah. it was the CD era. They could have made this album to an hour if they wanted to. <laughs> yeah, but then again, it's like from what I heard um, when I read the notes on the album, it said that, for instance, "Cool the Engines," the tape was oxidized, which meant that Tom Schultz had to put his finger on the tape as it rolled to make sure it didn't stick. And so it's like, there there could have been major problems as to why it wasn't longer, and maybe Tom Schultz might have been, well, thank God you got it in six years instead of 60, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I was yeah. reading that in the album, he said, have you heard of Sticky Tape? He says, well, I haven't, until I tried to play that song, he just, and it was just stopping in the middle of it. <laughs> in fact, I have um, a tape that... A friend of mine has because he knows I'm not good at storing things well but it was a tape of my music and it got stuck and he put it in a different cassette thing and, and he was able to unstick it so kudos to him but yeah those tapes can stick cool and then we get into uh so where am I at uh, um I could to tell be you. a man <laughs> yeah okay yeah, I could tell you to be a man, but you already are. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. You know, some people the, are old enough to be a man, but it doesn't mean they're a man. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, in fact, I probably dealt with a few of them today. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this is like an Elton John ballad, but a good one. And I actually like this song a lot. And to me, this is one of my favorites. I actually like this song probably, there's a couple of songs that are my favorites that I'll talk about later, but this is one of them. Nice. I actually like this one. Um, this to me is one of the better songs on the album. Yeah, I like Brad's voice on here, and I like the harmonizing guitars of uh, Brad, uh, Tom Schultz again. <laughs> oh, can, yeah. Who needs two good, I, I'm just wondering, it, do you know when they played in concert if he took another guitar player with him, or they just used effects? Because I'm well, wondering how they could pull this stuff off in concert on any of their albums. Huh. I did not see them in concert, but from what I could understand... Uh, well, for instance, 
when I saw Genesis in concert. Um, during the time, only Phil and Phil Collins, Tony Banks, and Mike Rutherford were on album, but they had Daryl Sturmer and Chester Thompson in concert. Yeah. So in Boston, it is either possible that they had a guy behind the scenes doing another guitar, or they could have had effects. Because like Joni Mitchell, when she went out on concert and she had Pat Metheny with him, he had this kind of weird echo thing where he played a line of something and then it continued on in the echo while he played to the echo. I Even though it sounds good, it bothers me because it makes me wonder, well, how much of this is really the guy playing the guitar and how much is the echo like I think to me it would be more honest to have someone behind the scenes playing it than to have an echo thing because to me it's like it would be like Kiss and two Tommy Thayers on stage um, in Kiss's makeup it's like which one's Tommy it's like there's yeah. one but with two how can you, ha you know, so it's confusing to me. So yes. I don't know the answer to your question. In my opinion, I would think maybe he, Tom Schultz had the kind of ego where he would probably use effects. But most bands would probably use another guy behind the scenes. Yeah, I heard there stories about uh, like backup singers in the back of the stage in a booth singing <laughs> to the show or, or okay, having a backstage well then, keyboard player, you know, in the back where they don't show them, you know, so. So so if that's the case, then I wouldn't put them past them to have another guitar player. But I've seen Aerosmith at concert and they've had a turkey keyboard player on there, you know, on a stage, uh, like a guy playing keyboards on stage with them, but he wasn't oh, okay. in the band. But some people like the, I, yeah. I think it's Ozzy. Yeah, it was Ozzy. I think it was the guy who sings in um, the second Lynch Mob album, and he's in Warrant right now. He said he used to sing backstage uh -huh. for Ozzy. Huh. Oh. <laughs> the harmonize with Ozzy. Well, yeah. well with, with Oz, I would say he probably uses all the help he can get. <laughs> so that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> Ozzy. He used uh, yep. that singer. I can't remember his name. He's one of my favorite singers too. Robert uh, Robert Mason. Okay, yeah. I I don't remember him, but I'll check him out. He was on the second Lynch Mob album. They did a cover of Queen's "Tie Your Mother Down" on it. Okay, um, I I reviewed a Lynch Mob album. Is it the self-titled one? Yeah, it's a, the second one. The self-titled. Okay, album. okay. Well, then I I reviewed it. I don't remember. For, for sure, but I, if it's the second Lynch Mob album, then yeah, I've, I've heard it. Yeah, to tie your mother down. It's a really, that's one of my favorite ones. I love Oni Logan, yeah. the original singer, and he's back with them now, but uh, I like Robert Mason. Anything he does, the new Warrant that he did like three years ago, and he's still the singer of Warrant, he, he, he brought his own thing to it. He didn't try to copy Janie Lane. He does his own shit, you know? Oh, yeah. He's really, well, there really is... good vocalist. And he also has a band that made three albums called um, Big Cock. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and, hey, the that... and the album covers, they one of the album covers has him holding a microphone where his cock is. 
And then um, the other one, I, I one should of the, probably look into it. And the other one has like a big cock on the cover, like a chicken. Yeah. Oh, and then, well, that, and then that the other one has an, has an oil well with the oil spouting through it. Called, and the album's called Motherload. <laughs> hey, at least they've got a good sense of humor. Yeah. I do know that I, I did review one time on YouTube a Warren album. It might have been with Janie. I don't know if it was or not, but it was a later album, and I gave it a pretty positive review. So it might have been Robert Mason, but I... I do like some. I, I do like some of Warren's later stuff. Yeah, their last album is really good. And, uh, I'll I'll take a listen to it. Yeah, well, let me look it up real quick here. So I have it on my iPhone right here. All right. But this thing keeps getting in my way. Why do you keep doing this to me? It's bringing up what I don't want to bring up. Let's see. Warren. <laughs> well. Yeah. It's, it's also oh, it's on Spotify on probably. I got the. Uh, other one, Born Again, that's without Robert Mason. Oh, okay. Let's see. Well, I'll, I'll get into it a little bit later. I'll find it. But my favorite oh, well, album with Janie is Dog Eat Dog. That when Grunge oh, came okay. out, it got no play. <laughs> it's a great album, though. Okay, and I we'll, should listen to that, too, sometime. And then I think we're on I Think I Like It. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think okay, about Okay, well, yeah, um, this is like... Um, a cheesy sticks song, but it's okay. I like it better than the songs on side one. It does have a cool lover boy style in the middle section. Yeah, I think I like this song. Yeah, I like this song. I like uh, Brad harmonizing with himself again. <laughs> That's a great, great oh, song, yeah. man. I love it. Can, this right is on. this is my, my I gotta say second favorite, but it's not played out like the first Boston album to me. That's why I probably listen to it more. Yeah, but it's not my favorite. But I just listen to it a lot more, and then we'll I, get. I do like it. I mean, yeah. I, I I mean, I do like Sight too. Yeah, let's get into the next song. Can't you say? What do you think of this one? Oh well, this is like, this is like the song Amanda. If, um. Peter Allen rewrote it, but oddly enough, I really like it. It's my second favorite song on the album. Well, Peter Allen was the guy who did I Go to Rio, Where My Baby, Where My Baby, Da Da Da, I Go to Rio. He's, he's, he's like you, you either are embarrassed of him or not, but but but, but to me it just kind of reminded me of, of a Peter Allen. <laughs> Peter Allen vibe. He was kind of like an Australian Elton John. But this song kind of made me think a little bit of a pop Elton John-ish vibe, but but I really liked it. This is like an Elton John album to you. <laughs> um, in, in some ways, yes. But he like, didn't make, like, he like, didn't like make the that. Elton John album that, that he should have made. Yeah, he should have made this in the 80s instead of I'm Still Standing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Elton John in the 80s and 90s uh, and 2000s, I don't like. I like 70s Elton John. That's, in fact, um, after Rock of the Westies, I'm like, if anyone says, I've got this, well, well, there was an album called like 24 to 33 or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. But but whatever that album was, after that, I'm like, you can take it. I'll take the early stuff. Yeah. I used to actually say, 
when I was young, I will not be happy until I meet Elton John. I should sometime tweet him just to tell him that. But but then again, I don't want him to get the wrong idea. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> might like you a little too much. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I get to that Warren album. It's called Rockaholic from 2011. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I heard... Okay, I, I might have heard that one. There was another one. Maybe I heard that one, or maybe not. But but there was an album that I reviewed that I liked. Mm. Well, Burn Again was from 2006. Yeah. That was a pretty good album. I don't. I oh, I think I I think maybe Born Again was the one that I reviewed. I forget, but but um, maybe I can tell you later um, which one I reviewed. But but. It seems like there. It was kind of a heavy. All I know is Rockaholic does sound. It does sound familiar. I but I've done so many reviews that I and I'm kind of drunk, so I can't remember right now. Uh, but I do know there was an album by Warrant that I reviewed that I really liked. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> And then we get into the, well, let me, I, can't you say, I, I like this song, I like Brad Dell, the guitar playing, it's a, this album is very well crafted, I just gotta say that, he took his time on this, and it, I think it's a fine wine, and it, it, it doesn't date itself, I just like it, you know. Oh, okay. And then we get into, let's see, can't you say, still in love, was that, we already said that, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't well, know that well, was the whole title. <laughs> oh, 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 well. Yeah, well, the whole still, song was called Can't You Say Still in Love. So. Well, well, the interesting thing is that Still in Love was, believe it or not, even though it's a part of that song, mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like a medley, and I did have notes to that particular song. And it was like, to me, that part that was called Still in Love to me I thought it's fantastic and it sounds like something I could have written and yeah. this is to me it was the best song on the album it, yeah. it should have had its own thing outside of the medley but yeah I, I really liked it a lot yeah and then we get into the last song on the album where where, where Holly he's cheating with Holly Ann now because I guess he dumped Amanda so <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So if what do you only think of I story? had, if only I had that problem, dump <laughs> my five dollar bill for a twenty. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, this sounds kind of like a ballad by Chicago, but hearing, but but better, and but heavier, and it sounds kind of like a man I'll never be from Boston's "Don't Look Back" album. But even though. I don't like A Man I'll Never Be. I like this song. I think it's really good. And and to me, it's a, it's, it's a fine way to end the album. Yeah, I think it's a fine way to end the album, too. Uh, uh, cheating on his girlfriend, Amanda, from the first song, where he was going to make a real... <laughs> now he's in love with Holly Ann. Come on, dude. Who you like? Amanda or Holly Ann? Let's, let's, come on, give me... Give me. In, you wrote both songs, Schultz. I need to know who's your girlfriend now. <laughs> in fact, this is one interesting thing was Rupert Holmes did an album and he had like 
I forget the name of the album, but there were different pictures of him with, like, on the surface it looked like a woman with him and different scenes like This Is Us in the cafe, This Is Us on the beach and stuff. But I showed it to a friend of mine, and he said, but there's different women in each picture. And I looked and like, oh, so it's like each song was probably about a different woman, you know? So it's like a buffet, but a buffet of, okay, honey, you can have the shrimp puffs and then leave. I'm going to share my macaroni with another lady, but then you got to leave. I got to share the shrimp chow mein with someone, you know, Yeah. like, like, like that, like, um, whoa, buddy, um, how long before all the women gang up on you and say, hey, what are you doing, you know? Yeah. It's like, uh, with that movie with, uh, what's his name? I forgot, Loverboy, where he's dating all these oh. older, uh, women who were married. Oh, oh <laughs> um, was that, was that, um... Patrick I, Dempsey? I, I, yeah, yeah, Patrick Dempsey, in fact... I've been trying to find that movie on on video and I couldn't find it, but yeah, I thought to myself, holy hell, this is a great movie, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think one of them was, he goes and it's his mom, yeah. and he's like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> no. And, I remember, yeah, because they like, hire uh, him, he's like a gigolo or something, they hire yeah. him. <laughs> so I, I think, love that movie. You might be able to find it on Amazon if you check there. Um... I'll I'll look, but yeah, it's 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 been a while. I I forgot about it, but yeah, I I saw it on TV and I love that movie. But yeah, um, that's like he he was like um living out my dream that <laughs> that I would never have. Now that I'm now that I'm older, it would be the older women would be a hundred, <laughs> you know. But 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 if they're willing, hey. You know, <laughs> yeah, I like. We're, we're, I, we're getting into a strange situation. I, I liked kid. his movies, and this is freaking off. In the eight, in the eighties, he was fun. He, him and John Cryer, you know, were awesome. Oh, oh yeah, I, I, um, I'm like, um, it's like just like, for instance, Judd Nelson. Yeah, I he was Judd in Nelson the Breakfast too. Club, and he had that long hair. Yeah, and then um, he acted like the punk, but then he was on that show with Brooke Shields. I think called Suddenly Susan, yeah, I remember and he that. had his short hair, yeah. and he played like the nerd. So yeah. you know, you never know with those guys. They're they're they they're all really good at what they do. Now he's playing a rival record record executive in that show Empire. <laughs> oh, I, I, I haven't seen that show yet. I watched it from the I watched it and I liked it, and then I just forgot to record it and put it in my DVR because I had other things that were recording that were clashing with oh. it so I just gave it up and said oh, I'll go watch it on Fox now and I haven't finished it. <laughs> okay. I should listen. I, I should watch a little bit of it but yeah. He's yeah. good so I'll watch it for that. So that was uh, Third Stage by Boston. Hey, do you have anything to promote Lee or what? Oh wait. First I want to ask you do you have what's your first your favorite three songs? Okay. Well my favorite three songs would probably be um, on the second side of the album. I like To Be a Man, and I like, um, give me a moment, um, well, I like that Still in Love, Can't You See? Can't You Say? And, yeah, yeah, Can't You Say, and, and I, I think I like it, those, so, 
the second, third, and... Well, yeah, yeah. From the second, third, and fourth song on. Got yeah. It. Like, To Be a Man, I think I like it, and then Can't You Say, Still in Love. Any uh, any music recommendations for the fans? Oh, okay. Um, I will say... Um, okay, there's an album by a group called Edward Bear, and I... I, 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 I forget the name of the album, ah, um, but, but it's like, um, I, I think, how, how about instead, um, of Edward Bear, um, if, if, well, well, it has a song called Monday on it, if you see Edward Bear's album with the song Monday, oh, no, I, 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 I remember the name, my drunkenness went away for a second, it's called Eclipse, <laughs> it's an album by Edward Bear, and it's called Eclipse. Not all of the songs are equal. Some are a little bit more popish than others, but they were a Canadian band, and some of their stuff is pretty interesting. And and they 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 do some cool stuff. And you can find it on YouTube. You can find the whole album Eclipse by Edward Bear, and that's an okay album. So I'd say check them out. And then. Um... Uh, my recommendation is uh, I just picked up the new Stephen Piercy, the singer of Rat solo album called Smash. Really, huh. really, really different from Rat. It's got some rockers, but on the first song, I was going, is this Stephen Piercy? Because he's singing in a different tone. It was like weird. Hmm. And then the second song went back into his tone. I was going, oh, okay, it is. <laughs> but it's a, uh, yeah. it's a good album. And I did like the first song. It just took me a second to get used to the way he was singing. So I'm, wait, I'm oh. waiting to hear round and round. You know, I'm waiting to hear that, that yeah. nasally tone he has, you know. <laughs> it's just weird. But yeah, but it's like, um, I'm, I'm hoping, is it like, is it better than, let's say, you know, Steven Tyler with his... With his album as opposed to Aerosmith. Yes, is the Stephen Piercy album like more it's rock. what people would want? Yeah. As opposed to Rat? It's actually got, um, it's on the Billboard Heat Seekers at number five. Oh, okay. Yeah, but so what I mean is like, for instance, with Steven Tyler and his country crap, not that I have anything against country, but if you're doing country... You might as well know what you're doing. And Steven Tyler was more jazz and rock. So what the fuck is he doing country? But with Steven Piercy, <coughs> what, what I'm saying is, is Steven Piercy more like, okay, um, I liked him in Rat. I can dig him in this. Yes. Is that? You can. It's good. I, I oh, oh if he, cool. If he made a country album, I wouldn't even bought it. No, this is, it's rock. It's a rock album, but it's different cool. from what you're used to hearing him in Rat. Okay. So, it, it, and I'm really happy that he's back with the three members of Rat, Crucier and Martini and him are back together. And then they got uh, Carlos Cavazzo on the other guitar, and they took the freaking band name back from that Bobby Flat Blotzer. Yeah. Ass, um, and they're gonna make I, a new I album. Was, yeah, I was listening to <laughs> a review, or I mean, um, an interview with Bobby Blotzer and Eddie Trunk, and Blotzer just um. He just kind of went blah, 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 and he kept talking about stuff that I I was like 
what are you even talking about? And Eddie Trunk was patient with him, but it was like, dude, are, are you on something right now? <laughs> you know? Because it's like, it would be like someone saying, I only asked you where the post office is, this block or the next, yeah. and you've been talking for two hours. You know, yeah. kind of like that. So, so um, yeah, there might be weirdo reasons why Bloodstream ain't back. I would be cool if he was. Well, but... him and Steven don't get along. They never have. He took the name. Yeah. Steven sold the name to him like an idiot, and he won. And he said, "Hey, I'm back. Let's split the the money up four ways again. You know, let's be a band, be a real band." Yeah. Bloodstream goes, "Fuck this." And Martini was okay with it because they both had the name rights. And he goes, "Yeah, let's do that." And uh, Blotzer's just being a greedy bastard, you know. He he yeah. said on on uh, freaking Ernie Trunks, "Oh, I would split it up evenly. I don't matter as long as we get get together and do music again." And uh, he's a liar. <laughs> yeah, it's like I heard the album Contraband because yeah. it had Blotzer and it had Michael Schenker and Casey Guns or, or or something like that. Um, I forget, but I thought I thought this is gonna be good. I heard it. I couldn't even get through a whole song. I was like, this is horrible. And I thought, wait, but this has Michael Schenker. This is Bobby Blotzer. This is, it has the Tracy Guns. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and uh, well, yeah, Tracy Guns. It should have been good. And the but, voice from Shark Island, he quit his band to be in that because he thought it was going to be a big thing. And those guys just ranked out on him on touring and stuff. And it just ruined his career. Yeah, but it's like the album. I couldn't even stand it. It's yeah. like to me. I only like I, I, all the way to Memphis. I think that's the only song I like. The only one I've heard. <laughs> so. Um, I'll 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 have to li I'll have to listen to that. That's probably a, a remake of a Martha Hoople song. Probably. But yeah, yeah. But but it's like you know. Um, otherwise, yeah. I I I don't know what I did with it. I don't have my copy now. All I know is I got rid of that sucker. Yeah. But 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 uh, that that hurts me because Michael Schenker's in it. I thought, but you know, but everybody has the right to do one crappy thing in their career, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was kind of on drugs at that time and a lot of alcohol, so he wasn't in his. Right like mind. me, probably. So I probably could have fucked up the album too. <laughs> <like it>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I have another recommendation. I just saw John Wick Chapter Two. If you ever seen the first John Wick, this movie blows it away. Freaking oh. loved it. Fuck blood, guts, shooting people in the head, blood coming out the back, stabbing them in the head. In fact, oh. These are great action, freaking killing movies. A killing machine, man. <laughs> John Wick. Yeah, John Wick Chapter Two. It's a sequel okay. to John Wick. John Wick was awesome, man. <laughs> I, I haven't even heard of the original, so I'll I'll take a check out. Yeah, it's a but really, that really but that good. sounds like my thing. Yeah, well, he was a trained assassin who got out of it, and he and then somebody uh, killed his dog and stole his car in the first movie. So he went after them with a vengeance. <laughs> oh, that that actually sounds like someone who I probably saw earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have anything to promote, Lee? Oh, well, if you go under YouTube and you want to check out some of my songs, my name, Lee Gerstman, L-E-E, -E, and then G-E-R-S-T-M-A-N-N. 
N. There's another guy named Justin Lee Gerstmann. That's not me. He does whatever he does. He might be in Germany, but don't accept any substitutes. I am just Lee Gerstmann, and I'm probably the weirdo with the beard and the funny hair when you see me in my videos. But also, if you look at podcast, or I mean Podbean, um, I have some called Cheese and Shaving Cream. I do that very, very infrequently. I'm like, it don't matter to me when I do an episode. I could do three and five minutes each, or one a year later. I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. But I do have episodes up, and if you go to Podbean, and you go to Cheese and Shaving Cream... That's the name of the podcast. I thought of that because I did I did a review for a group, and the, I I forget the name of the group, but it was a review for Andrew Jacobs, and I said this music sounds like if you had a salad with avocado and black beans and cheese and shaving cream, and you know I was I was pretty much saying it was a weird album. But then Michael W. Howard, he said, that should be the name of your podcast, Cheese and Shaving Cream. And I, like I thought, Michael W. Howard. I've been trying hell, to, get, I've been trying right to get that guy on the podcast for a while. Um, you, if, 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 if you keep messaging him, he might come on. You never know. Yeah, we were supposed to do docking a long time ago. I don't know. If oh, yeah. Um, I don't know what happened to him. I think he's like... <laughs> He might be like sleeping, sleeping for a few years. Who knows? Yeah. But, but you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a cool dude. I heard him on the Rock and Combat Metal podcast, and I guess he had a falling out with them, <coughs> like I um, like I did a little bit. But I'm not going to oh. get into that. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. So, Lee, I want to thank you for being on this podcast, and I will have you back again if you. So oh. humbly we'll be on there again. That'd be awesome. Hey, um, as far as I'm concerned, I'm very happy to be doing whoever's. You know, as long as someone asks, I'm I'm all cool with it. You know, um, I'm very happy, and I'm I'm really appreciative of being on your podcast because you do good albums. I mean, um, even if some albums are not my particular favorite, as opposed to others. They're, they're usually all albums that I'm very familiar with, and I'm very happy to give my opinion. And so I'm, I'm really thankful to be on your show. All right. I just want to thank you again, Lee, and um, I'm getting knocks at the door, so i got to end it now. <laughs> okay, no problem. Okay. All right. Take care, man. All right, man. Thank you, Lee. Have a good day. Okay. All right. You Bye. too. Bye. What does it take to be a man? What does it take to see it's a heart and soul, a gentle hand, so easy to want and so hard to
Those are some kick-ass songs. Now I have some promos from some friends of mine. Take it away, guys. Hey, 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 hey. DJ Big Bushy here. And if you like the beer cold, the women hot, and the music loud, then get your ass to the biggest party on that metalstation.com. The Big Bushy Power Hour. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Big Bushy Power Hour. It's the biggest party with the biggest beer. Hi, I would like to promo some podcasts that I'd like to listen to. The Cassius Morris Show, Metal Raps, One-on-One with Mitch LaFon, Cheap Talk with Cheap Trick Chat, Podkiss with the Podfather Ken Mills, and last but not least, the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris and Aaron. And also I have some great Facebook groups that sell vinyl. Needle in the Groove, Vinyl Seconds, and Wicked Sweet Vinyl are great and always have amazing records. Take it easy, guys, and go check those groups out. Hey man, thank you guys for supporting the Freeform Rock Podcast. I just wanted you guys to do me a little favor. On the right hand, on the left hand side of my Podbean page, there's a link. It says Amazon link. Click that, and if you guys want to buy anything off Amazon, you don't cost you any more money to buy. It just gives me a little kickback, so I could upgrade this podcast for you guys because I do do it for free, and it helped me a lot, so I could upgrade and get mixers and stuff like that. And also, I just want to thank you guys for getting me over 2,000 downloads. I really appreciate that. I know it's still a small, budding podcast, but thank you guys and tell your friends about it. And also, join the Facebook page on Freeform Rock Podcast. I let everybody and anybody in who, who will contribute. And also, on the pinned post, it's my Amazon link also, guys. You guys have a great day, and God bless.